Scout, I appreciate you coming on. We were just chatting, and I was just saying the same thing, and I still feel the same way now. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I still feel the same way as well. I don't believe you, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to start here, though. You're originally from Kansas City, right? Yeah, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, I was wondering, is it Kansas or is it Missouri? Okay. Yeah, that's that's usually the first question. I like to have people guess because, in my opinion, you know, there's there's a difference between Missouri and Kansas, and the kind of yeah. I I I I bet there is. I don't know what the difference is, but I bet that there is one. I mean, separate states, but still. Separate states, but there's a you know, you know. People yeah, are people. People are, you know, different everywhere. But I'd say like, yeah, sure. I'm proud of being from the Missouri side because that's <laughs> where a lot of the cool things of the city are. And yeah. What's what's the uh, what's the population of that of that city? Oh, God, I don't know. I is don't it, know. Is, off it, the top is of it large or is it kind of um, a small I mean, town? It's it's growing because of tech and just, you know, with how a lot of people are moving to cities and stuff like that. Um, but like, I mean, I grew up outside of Kansas City in Independence, Missouri. Um, my graduating class was still large. Like, I think it was like 600 or 700 or something. But, um, you know, that's because it's so dense and then everyone goes to that school. Like I was the first to be picked up from the bus and the last, and like, it was like a 40 minute bus ride. Oh my. All right. Yeah. Get just some time to do some homework then, I guess. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no. Bus times were cool. I mean, I had a Walkman and, you know, sometimes I'd have friends, you know, uh, but it was, it was fine. <laughs> what were you, what were you listening to on your, on, on your Walkman in those days? Um, so this would probably be when I was like 10, 11, 12 is when I really started to like, yeah, getting into like collecting music. Um, I loved hardcore music. I loved Green Day too. I loved like I had Under Oath, um, Kelly Clarkson <laughs> um, and Green Day, My Chemical Romance, The Used um but I was like yeah 10 11 something like that like I loved screamo music I loved heavy music I loved you know but I was also grew up religious so and then I got um my first explicit cd I was 12 and I got Amy Winehouse Frank and Lily Allen's first album and that changed my life that's like when I started getting into more secular music with females because I grew up and my dad was listening to rock and stuff so I got that but then it really expanded sure sure so there were i mean your parent parent uh, parents and family <clears throat> sorry about that i'm I'm dying over here uh <laughs> your, your parents and family were like kind of kind of showing you a little bit of music but you're kind of finding your own way with it as well yeah like my mom liked the classics my mom loved the everly brothers nina simone billy holiday um the beatles and then my dad loves rush led zeppelin you know, The Who, Black Sabbath, um, you know, just like the classic rock, like our thing would be like listening to classic rock on the way to the grocery store. Um, but then I sang with my dad in, at the church too. So uh, when we, okay. you know, that's how I started like singing and stuff. So part of the, part of the church, that was like your, your first kind of um, experience within music. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My first performance would have been when I was um in uh oh what what year was this? I can't remember. Yeah, I was 10. I was 10 and me and my dad sang an under oath cover. Um, and the lyrics are Jesus, I'm ready to come home. Like it's a very emo song. And we sang it in front of like my the choir class that I had, like an acoustic version. And then I sang with my dad at church. And then um, yeah. That's a good deal. So did you I were and you were on guitar at that at that point? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. That would have been that would have been really cool. I wish. No, I I taught myself music by the piano, just by ear um and freestyling ever since I was a little kid and my cousins all were musical and all of that and then um I didn't start playing and teaching myself guitar until I was 19. Oh wow yeah okay yeah, so, so a, li so a little later. bit down the line yeah 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 because I wanted to play an instrument but like I'm left-handed and like my dad never really like you know he was busy he was working overnights and stuff um so we just like it, I didn't have anyone to like show me. And it's it's kind of like a really big part of my story of like how I started playing guitar. I was in college and I watched the live video session of Sharon Van Etten playing Pickathon. And I was so moved, like it was like outside of my body. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And I started learning her songs on the guitar and taught myself you know, like I'm left-handed, but I play right-handed. So that was a whole thing to get over. Um, but I was really at it. And then I started writing my own song shortly after that. And I reached out to Sharon um, like a year and a half down the line when I had my own material and was just like, thank you for sharing your music. It inspired me to write this. And she was like, love this. If you ever come to New York, let's get lunch. And I was like, so I booked a ticket with my girlfriends to come to New York. And I got to get lunch with Sharon and I told her my story and where I was at in Kansas City and what was a lot of things that happened. And I needed to get out of there. I just had to. And um, it had always been a dream of mine to move to New York. And she just like looked at me. I was like, you should move to New York. And she actually comes back in the picture. Like we were, we stayed connected, but now my best friend is doing front of house sound for her. So it's kind of like this whole, like, I don't know. It's really cool. And I'm just like, very happy that I listened to my my gut you know absolutely yeah I I would say it paid off that's just <laughs> that's just from yeah. someone looking looking at it from an outside it's perspective start, it's starting to pay off you know like <laughs> <laughs> once you know a little bit more of this comes in uh, it'll be paying off but it, it feels <laughs> like it's paying off that's awesome <laughs> um were you were you self-taught vocally as well was it were you kind of taking that same the same I course of action it. Yeah, I mean, I never really had voice lessons um, until later. Like, um, I I think it was just pulling from so many different inspirations. Like, I was always singing. Like, I always sang, I think, seeing my dad sing, and he's such an amazing vocalist, and I was always so moved by him. It really, you know, that that was a big part of it, but also just, like, singing to songs like I have like very distinct memories of me being like nine years old um screaming darling at the top of my lungs in the bathroom or like singing to Pat Banatar on the karaoke machine or Evanescence you know like I was always like really going for it like even though I wasn't able to hit that at such a young age but I felt like I was like 
doing it. So I'd say that it just really pulled from so many different vocal styles because like, um, yeah, like Kelly Clarkson and Evanescence and like Pat Banatar and, you know, then Amy Winehouse, you know, those are like, you know, Billie Holiday. Those are all like very different vocal styles. And then like my own personal dad, you know, so that, and that's like, he sings like a very like croony classic rock, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 all, it's, it's unique, I'd say. And I, it's cool because my favorite thing about being a vocalist and a singer is like, it's always changing. And like, it's really fun for me to try out different vocal styles and to think that every show or every recording it's it's a different voice so that's awesome were there venues around you in kansas city to go to like when you were a kid kind of just looking to go somewhere to see yeah, live music definitely i mean a big part of me and who i am is 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 live shows and i was really lucky that i started going to live shows when i was 10 um and you know, it started out with like the Christian hardcore alt scene, you know, and then um, my first boyfriend and crush that I had when I was 10 years old from that, from the church we were going to, Jude Cash, he was the youngest of six siblings and like siblings who were train hopping and like, you know, in the music scene. And that was my segue uh, into like, the DIY punk scene and I started going to like crazy shows when I was 13 you know like um which was really cool and like I I don't know I was able to like finally I you know I didn't feel good in the church like I felt like I've always felt like a freak my whole life and it was cool to be so young and like just accepted you know and like um just being yeah exposed to really emotional and in tune people you know sometimes it was aggressive and scary and I'd be like wow they're bashing their head against a metal pole huh you know like it'd be like okay people smash beer bottles on each other's faces for fun you know but like there was also this like extremely sensitive side that would come out you know there'd be a campfire and someone would be playing like Blaze Foley or Towns Van Zandt on the guitar and I, it was very like um yeah formative I'd say that's I, that, it's a wide variety of things to be experiencing at such a young age but that's good that's good yeah and then like yeah then also like my religious side like I was baptized I had a bat mitzvah I lived in a neighborhood with mormons and rlds and like all of that so it was a yeah very mixed bag um yeah it, it, it's it's all a good story which is it's good you know independence sure. missouri is a wild classic place you know that's like unlike a lot of cities and towns yeah <laughs> um what at what age did you did you decide like all right i'm gonna I'm going to start like making my own music kind of outside of the church and doing my own thing. I mean, I guess deciding was when I was 19, I feel like I finally had like m more confidence, still not really much. Like I'd say like, it hasn't been until like the last few years that I've been able to be like, yeah, you know, like, and still, you know, um, 
I'd say, yeah, it was probably when I was 19, but I was writing songs and being creative like my whole time, but I almost went to school for theater um, or to college. And then I changed my mind last minute to go to music after my dad, after a choir concert and my dad was like, you have to pursue music. Like I never see more of you than when you're like singing. And like, I really took that to heart and um, yeah, that's, that's when I really like, was just like, and my story, I feel like I've just been through a lot and like a lot has happened and um, yeah, it feels good to like overcome those through music and be able to like, yeah, share that. Do you think that you'd be sitting here feeling way differently if you did go down that theater route and being like, all right, I'm going to do this instead of singing or music yeah. in general? I, w- I would, I would have a lot of regrets because I like know how music makes me feel and how I feel when I'm doing it. And theater is fun and it's, it just wasn't for me. I feel like my authentic self and my like, you know, my whole life has been based around music and everything ever since I was a little kid. It's like, it's just always been my vice. It's always been my go-to. I love, I just have, I've always loved shows, you know? And um, yeah, I think I, I would have really like just, cause I, I know that like it was insecurity that what was stopping me in my heart. I've always wanted to pursue music, but like, it's a classic thing when something's your biggest dream, it's what scares you the most. And I, I'm really like proud that like I chose music because it's what felt right and what I wanted, you know? Sure. Sure. Were you, were you part of a part of other bands at the, like in the earlier stages of your music career, like playing guitar or, or lending vocals to some other kind of uh, projects before starting your own thing? Certainly. I was doing backup vocals and stuff like that in Kansas city and I recorded Kansas City, Kansas for people who are listening. That was Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, that's, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I'm... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I started like doing backup vocals probably when I was like 15. And then um, I started like, yeah, I started a solo EP that I put out on Bandcamp and then later took down. But I'll probably re-release it again soon because I listened back and I was like, oh, this is actually good, you know, but I felt insecure of it. And when I moved to New York, I wanted to start clean. Um, But then I got in a band um, called Shadow Year where I was writing the songs and then my friend Tyler Wright was also writing the songs. And um, that went on for about three or two and a half years in New York. And I started touring with Shadow Year and then I started touring with my solo stuff kind of on the side. So the solo thing was always kind of like existing, but I, I don't know. It happened at the right time where Shadow Year, right when the pandemic hit, our bass player, who's actually always been my bass player for my solo stuff as well. He moved to LA and then it just kind of naturally just went on pause and I started focusing very heavily on my solo stuff after. And that paid off. (laughs) Well, I mean, what I mean, the jury's still out on it. We're we're kind of waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta wait on. We gotta wait on the jury to decide. Yeah, Yeah, render. We gotta render the verdict. (laughs) Um. So, so what year did you uh, move to New York? What, what, uh, what, what year are we talking about here? 
2017, so five years ago. Okay, so re- relatively recently. Relatively, yeah. It's crazy to think like two and a half of those years have been, you know, otherworldly. So, um, but I was in New York most of that time. So, why was it? Uh, why was it New York and not LA or or Chicago or something like that? I mean, I guess everywhere, but like New York, it's so weird because like your apartments are so tiny and you're still paying so much for rent. And there's like, you know, people in New York, it's such a nightlife, easy city to just like do everything in one day and like you couldn't do anything so it would I don't know I feel like it was just I mean it was truly some of the best times of my life actually it was just it was just other I don't know maybe it was like that everywhere but it felt weird being in such a small space with roommates and like yeah I don't know just hanging out at the park and going to the beach a lot which I guess yeah no you know that was cool yeah, that I mean that that's that's not a bad way to spend your time. Yeah, and the unemployment money like funded my record. Like I would not have been able to do that at all, <laughs> at all without um the stimulus checks and the unemployment money. Because I got to be paid to, for being an artist, and that was so cool. The, that's good. By that's government funded. Your government right. funded artist. Right. Oh, I right, can say yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one in that case that was just like, oh, money, like I'm going to record a record that sounds really good. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. when, uh, if you hadn't gotten that reassurance early on, what, right before you had, you had moved, uh, would, would you still have made the, the trek to New York regardless? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think of like, I was also in a very serious relationship through that and through the move someone I had been with for three years and I was living with um and it was very attached to but I mean having someone who I looked up to so much and who like I I just like yeah I said I watched that video of her playing that live session and it like I felt it in my body like it felt life-changing and I you know watch live sessions all the time so something in me knew it was like a bigger thing I don't know it just it was such a strange thing and I think just having like me sharing my story and us having so many like relations and parallels in our life like uh yeah and her just like looking at me be like you should move to New York and I was like hey yeah okay and I moved in like four months wow it was really cool yeah <laughs> I just was like you know I were I've always been a hard worker and had like lots of jobs and I just like worked 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 and saved and I came to New York with two thousand dollars and no job and uh I got a job like (laughs) the first day I got here was so cool I like and that's where I met my bass player um and he was the first person I played music with yeah wow that's awesome was it where was the job what what, what did you get first day first day out there Toby's Estate Coffee um which is now known as Partners um I was a barista and then my bass player, Ted Jameson, he was the coffee roaster. And like a few weeks in, I was just like, this guy seems like a musician, you know? And I was like, what's up? I was like, you play music? And he was like, you know, I dabble. And I'm like, cool. I got an EP out on Bandcamp and he listened. And then like that encouraged me to then get a practice space and like 
it's crazy. I'm still playing music with him. Like he moved back to New York and is now playing with my solo project and touring with me. Wow. That's awesome. How much does a practice space cost in New York? I got really lucky. I pay like 70 bucks a month. And that's government funded money there. No, not anymore. (laughs) I wish I'm like trying to find something wrong with me to get on disability. I'm like, I think I'm going blind. Uh, we're, we're not cutting that I just out got by this the way new we're shirt. Not... i i think this is gonna help that you know uh, yeah i think i think that that that, that might might that that might be like all right we gotta we gotta give this lady at least 70 dollars per month <laughs> in order to in order to make this happen um that yeah is it is it that's a steal over there i mean i, I don't know i mean i mean yeah i'd say for like what it is because there's two windows or like three big windows and like a piano and it's like bigger you know it's a bigger space like sometimes I'll have like a seven piece in New York and like <sighs> some practice spaces I've had in New York are literally like a shoe box and I'm paying like 150 so I'd say 70 bucks for what it is is good but that's also on top of my rent and yeah wow so I mean so you're obviously a millionaire to be affording all this you and yeah. you're government funded millionaire so it's, right I'm a, I'm a government yeah exactly this have, is where yeah. the people's tax dollars are going towards it's, it's yeah, supporting yeah. arts not the schools not the yeah so um you you virtually knew nobody in 2017 moving there yeah no one it was wild so my cousin she lived in um she lived in Harlem which is like pretty much you could say she was living in Connecticut because I saw her like twice that first year. And she's like one of my, not twice, maybe like three or four times, but then she, she was leaving. She had, was already had planning, was planning on leaving. So I, I knew her um, and that's it. Like, you know, uh, it was crazy. I, and, and Sharon did tell me before I moved here, she said, it's going to give you hell. And um but I think she knew I was tough like it it certainly I was put through the ringer like just even like coming from where I was come from like I don't have you know the support from family or anything like that it's just like fully naked knowing no one like just like you know (sighs) exposed exposed yeah yeah this was 2017 correct Mm -hmm. wow that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's pretty, it's only a pretty good year to move there year wise. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a few years before the pandemic and like, yeah, it's like 2018 and 2019. I've really started like touring and playing a lot of shows and um, like my band got awarded from Brooklyn vegan, like the most played bands. Like we had the most shows, you know, like wow. it was insane. I probably played 200 shows in 2018 or, or 2019 it was something crazy that's wild how did yeah. you um end up kind of broaching into like the new music scene of of new york was it just kind of just going to different venues and just seeing who was there or yeah i'd say it was it was just like really you know shadow year we played like a lot like when we were playing we were just like saying yes to everything we were going to shows like it was just like you know booking and queens booking and rockaway booking like you know just like 
Harlem to really? see your cousin. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was just, I think that just was really exposed us. And then I started my booking company, Road Dog Booking. Um, and I just, yeah, tapped more into the New York scene and just like, you know, just having a sense of what bands, you know, I liked and what I felt like we fit with. And who was, who was playing a lot and you, you would see often, or at least on, you know, different flyers and whatnot at that time um, that you lived there? Gustav. Yeah, Gustav, Pekas, Johnny Dynamite, Weiner, um, Sandy Kane still going strong. I mean, Gustav's doing great too. Uh, Pekas is a great friend of mine. Her her music's awesome. Um, who else during that time? Gosh, there's so many bands in New York, but those were like definitely like in the in the pocket and playing a lot of shows and playing a lot of the same venues and. Um, you know, Gustav, I saw them at El Cortez and I was the only person there. And now they're like, you know, doing and water from your eyes. We played with them and now they just opened for Interpol and Spoon. Like, so cool. Like, I love, love water from your eyes. Such a great project. Um, yeah. Within that year of doing 7,000 shows, whatever it was that you guys did. Um, what was what was some of the worst ones? Some worst of like, oh, this fucking really blows right now. Whether it be like the venue or like just yeah. the scenario that you were in. Oh, man. I mean, there's been so, not so many, but there's been a lot because it's just like, you know, booking DIY and like me starting to book our own tours out and stuff like you know, there were just like some crazy times, but even when it seemed like it was going really bad, like this one show pops to my head. I booked a show. It was a solo tour that I did with my friend Katie Ray. And I booked us a show at this place called The Lot in Salt Lake City. And we show up and it's like a literal lot with no bathroom, no running water, like Katie's aunt's trying to come to the show. And the guy there was trying to tell me that the locals canceled, but I booked the show and I was like, they didn't tell me that. I reached out to them and he told them that I was trying to cancel. And so I was like, okay, this is like done. And like, we had a rental car and I was just like, so angry. And I was like pulling out and like, I ran into a fence, like backed up into a fence and broke the headlight. And I was just like, but then we got like some crazy last minute, like on a poetry bill at this place called Twilight or t- something with the T. And it ended up. We're going to say it's Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. It, Twilight. Uh, you have uh, Salt Lake City, right? I've, I, mm-hmm. I, I, oh, I've heard that place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it ended up being uh, one of my favorite shows. So that's a, like good gone or bad gone good but I mean there's been like nights you know we we played in Nashville and like you know we were playing at this spot called Betty's Grill and like the door guy got upset and kicked out all these kids who were harmless like I hate when that happens um and actually a similar thing happened recently like not in 2018 where like the door guy wouldn't let someone in whose ID was like two days expired. And it's like, come on, you know, like 
This rules are doesn't... rules, Scout. Rules I are. Know. I mean, I was at door guy, and I don't feel I bad know, about it. I know. No. I know. That, no, sorry, no. but yeah, I'd say just like weird things like that when it's like venue problems or like you know. Also, I remember that year there'd be like bigger clubs that we'd get, and I'd realize like just the whole like when you're doing a door deal like how hard it can be to state your worth and how much money you need to make um in the beginning because you're building out your career and your resume and your tour history but like I had a venue once in LA tried to get me to pay them for not making like their advertisement fee and like the door she ran after me outside of the venue and I was like I am not paying you money there were two locals on this bill I don't know anyone here I told you that I never played LA before like right and then you hit her with the car and then you broke the headlight yeah right 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 at the twilight then I ran her over no (laughs) Um, that's just the business that's just the business sometimes it happens yeah what are you gonna do (laughs) and then also we had like a mini short bus like a mini school bus that we toured in um it's crazy how we got that but we toured in that for like I had four tours in that bus and like that was always breaking down so that was always drama (laughs) on the tours but awesome (laughs) (laughs) what makes a a good show to you like what it what what are some like key aspects that are like yeah this shows me good obviously like the bouncer kicking out the narrative balls that have like right, you know right. two two day old um expired ids stuff like that i'd say my favorite kind of crowds would be like just crowds that are attentive and like i don't know um present like I think it's what's cool about touring and playing different venues is just like how different cities engage with artists and touring artists and new artists that they haven't heard. I mean, uh, it's nice. It's You can be really surprised by, you know, like play St. Louis and like not one person has their phone out and everyone's paying attention, you know, like that's that's nice because then it feels more like an exchange. Like I'm not just like playing a show and you know, it feels like they're giving me something as well to work with. And um, that's what I look for is being able to connect with the audience. I'm just going on a limb here. It's probably like poor connection or else they would be on their phones, you know, like just like whatever they're doing, ordering pizzas or whatever. I don't know what people right. do with their time. That's what I do on my right. phone when I'm out of creating TikToks. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the, you got to order the pizza first. So that's, that, that's right. my order whole the pizza. thing. That's, yeah. Okay. There's a, there's, there's rules to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to blow up on TikTok. So yeah, that's, that's good. That'll be good for the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Take a note. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, that, that's good. Um, do you, do you feel disconnected when like, when people are on their phones or filming you like as you're playing? Um, not so much. Cause I know, like, I mean, I do like to see the videos and to see how it sounded, you know, sometimes, but when it's like, it is weird when like a bunch of people have their phones out, you know, and they're like looking at the screen besides looking at you and like, um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, and it's also like, it is, this just kind of goes to social media, but like also like for what, like a 15 second clip, what does that actually like, I don't know what does that show like you can't I feel like you can't really know what it's like to see someone live unless you see them live 
and or it's like a super high quality like crew you know like with the equipment like, like a pickathon set that. or something like that right know. right right <laughs> but that's like you know it can be interesting like there's been sh- certain cities where for some reason everyone's just like oh you know and then like there's some that I've played where no one has their phone out and I don't see a document of it ever and it's actually really really nice does it feel odd you're like oh shit like is it did anyone it like me, me? <laughs> no I know because well the show I'm thinking of in particular like I got to like hug everyone after the show like it was a very like I don't know it was so awesome it was one of my favorite shows I've ever played and like I was like even before I was like oh no one has their phone out at all but like everyone's super engaged and like attentive and like really giving me something and like so it it was memorable in that way yeah but I mean that's how I got my booking company name well Road Dog is because my friends call me Road Dog uh my friend Isaac McClung called me Road Dog first and I was like hmm and I was like touring and I was like Road Dog booking I was like I could do this like I was like hmm you know and then like I just like I am a road dog like I love being on the road I like I think I was trained for it because at a young age so like I live in Kansas City Missouri a lot of my cousins they lived in Colorado and so I drove from Kansas City Missouri to Colorado through Kansas multiple times a year good 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 drive it seems like it's a good drive it's 10 hours and it's nothing absolutely nothing I know like Hayes Kansas there's a McDonald's there and then local local spot local kind of secret spot you kind of gotta like be there and spend some time there to know about it yeah and then I forget where it is but then there's windmills about five hours deep and that's really exciting to see and then there's the smell of cow poop for the next five hours so I think that trained me to be a road dog because somehow I kept entertained through that and like I liked it actually and uh so now I love being on the road I love driving I love zoning out just seeing just driving it's cool it's more yeah it's more like a booking agent thing and like uh I don't know. It's a, I I have other clients that I take on. Usually I take on like two at a time and like my whole, I don't know, mantra or purpose or whatever is to support independent artists and to get past the gatekeepers of music venues um, to get, yeah, touring artists who are independent, who haven't toured before out there. Um, That's cool. I've been running it for like four years and uh it's hitting another surgeons. I have so many amazing clients who want to, you know, everyone's trying to tour right now. So it's, it's been, it's been nice, but it's also really hard work. It's like so oversaturated right now, everyone and their mother and their mother's boyfriend and boyfriend's daughter, they are touring. It's like everyone's. I do know the boyfriend's daughter. She's a, she's a nice gal. I do. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do like her. Um, so yeah. So you're, you're basically taking advantage of like, just like new up and coming artists and just taking their money. Right. That's the, that, that was yeah, the whole point of the road. Exactly. Dog exactly. Cool. Yeah. I take yeah. all their money and I don't do anything for them. There is no guarantee. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. They usually play places like the lot, like where they show up and there's no bathroom, no running water. And good. I remind them. Yeah. Good I remind, <laughs> yeah. I remind them that like, 
you have to go through the grit and the, you, you gotta um, pay your dues yes you gotta the, pay your dues um if you ever want to be on a support slot so um yeah <laughs> i make sure there's no water at any venue that they play at gotta keep them hungry gotta keep them thirsty <laughs> yeah no that, that just drives ambition sure <laughs> right right <laughs> um do you do you usually send these 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 groups of people out to places that you've personally performed at, or do you do you just kind of take a risk some places? You're like, all right, this is I've heard about this place. It sounds good. It's a mixed bag, I'd say. Like first and foremost, I definitely have like venues that I have an ongoing relationship with that I book at that I know that they treat the artists well that I've played at before, and like they're more very very like just easy connections, and I help them out because I get like good bills and like I'm in in the city but it's like there's somewhere it's like you know so many venues are changing and so many venues are closing um down and have since the pandemic and there's a lot of shifting happening so definitely like um just someone I know it's a lot of word of mouth it's people and artists that I trust and like and I've worked with their friends friends of their friends you know it's just always kind of growing and um it's been cool because people have talked to me about road dog to me without knowing that I'm road dog they're like oh I saw road dog put on your show and then I'm like I am road dog <laughs> like that's me you know you gotta write it like no yeah they're really really great they're super super nice to me I don't really get to drink a lot of water though yeah but besides <laughs> yeah. that it's really really fun <laughs> I make no money from the shows uh, no. um yeah they keep they keep it all whoever they I don't never met them really honestly I don't know who exactly they are but yeah I do I I do play some stuff mega bitch <laughs> yeah um that's that's awesome though that that's that's um so I mean you you really do have that like do-it-yourself kind of uh mindset even out I mean still related to music but outside of the music itself totally yeah I it's it's all it's 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 a big part of who I am I think it's a it's a big blessing but in ways it can be a curse because it's like it's hard for me to like right now I'm so overworked with road dog and a lot of people have shown interest in working for me one reason it like I'm really busy right now and like thinking of training someone but it's also like I just like I don't know it's like what if they mess up an email or like mess up a bill or, or like you know it's like on me and like it's like that with my music career too like I am very hands-on with everything so uh yeah hands-on otherwise known as a control freak uh but then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> unable to relinquish any power <laughs> free me <laughs> um how how long have you been doing that for though when, when did you start it where or when do you feel it like road dog began what year road dog started in 2018 okay end of towards the end of 2018 um i yeah the there i had a lot of like yeah new york gave me hell and um like really gave me hell. you were you were you, you were warned about this this was not i was warned this was about this and i did not realize what hell meant um and that hell made me really change my life and like i i don't know it i just was like life is so short i have to get on the road like that's what i want to be doing the most so i just I had one of those things where I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do what I want. Like, I'm in New York. 
let's it's worked out for me now I'm still here I'm still living and breathing so like life's way too short I'm not messing around I'm going so at that that's when I really started to do that I like that. After, after the hell came yeah I don't like that so much, but the but first you know half. I over I over I overcame it. Like I, it really could have been one of those things where I like just went home and like you know called called it quits. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I put a bigger fire under my ass. That's good though. You need that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good for the control freak thing. It works. Going back to the to the music kind of side of things, though, in your music specifically. Um, do do things that uh, happen in your life in a personal thing kind of more often um, inspire a song rather than looking outwardly at some somebody or something else? Um. Yeah, I'd say it's it's pretty personal. I mean, it's like um, I've written in both ways, but usually it is like how I process my feelings. It's like extremely like cathartic to me um and uh you know it's not like so much of like literal things like I I'm always writing and writing lyrics and stuff like that and um it kind of comes together in different ways so but usually it's it's more interpersonal turmoil and overcoming things um little stories I but I have written songs about other people and from other people's perspectives or how how I viewed their story yeah right like the owner of the lot in right you know salt lake yeah 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 good deal no water no bathroom <laughs> and then and then like later on like you don't even get to because it's so powerful in those moments you don't even get to what you did to to retaliate against them right that right. was like a, that's fighting against the the system and the uh by the way that lot is on your little booking um like like thing just just for that little area of salt lake right oh right right it says road dog booking like yeah but that's the only place that you that you play right that you have other people right. play as well as just right. a lot okay yeah yeah i'll i'll have them i'll be like okay i'll do a like east coast south tour for you but really i'll just book the only show at the lot and they have it's to drive just the tiniest yeah there. Mm-hmm. yeah Every, and, and i tell them i i remind them of like what my growing up experience was of how i had to become a road dog it was it took uh it took training and right. i make sure they go through kansas mm-hmm. sure i actually put yeah i boot their car if uh i'm there the whole time i'm, I'm in the back and if hey, they hey, try to know. avoid kansas their car gets booted you go, hey, you just you're just gonna keep it straight for a while. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you when it's good to go. Yeah, you're really hands on with that, which is which is beautiful. But it's just it everything else is beautiful kind of theaters in and all this great. You could you guys you guys do arenas too. You guys are moving into that yeah, circuit as right, well. Right. Yeah. But stadiums, the only, arenas. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that that kind of thing. Yeah. Because Elton John. I don't, I mean I don't know if I'm able to say it right now, but Elton John express interest that was that was one of the emails for the person who wants to be trained that's that that's who you're thinking about training right 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 because yeah. he's Ellen he's John. you know phasing out of the touring thing and but he still wants to be involved in some way right right and he yeah he caught on to road dog and was like this is really cool what you're doing i feel like i missed this part of my career 
I, I, I missed something and I, I need to experience the road dog uh, experience to understand. And it's a maybe, it's a maybe you yeah. might, you might take him on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if uh, he can afford me. That That's right. Tell Bezos all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Play hard to get. Yeah. That's what you got to do in this business. It's cutthroat. It's cutthroat. It's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, but um, the lot, yeah, and right, it, right. Elton, Elton John will be performing there soon. That'll, that and it'll be good. Um, yeah. Moving forward, though, how do you how do you feel when somebody approaches you after a show about like a song that they really really were connected to that is about something super like personal experience that you had? Does that does that kind of change the way that you view it? Or is it like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe that I had this experience and it's relating to somebody that has no idea yeah. what it's about? Um, it's definitely taken time. I, I feel like when I first started playing my songs live, I was very like shy and I'd be like, oh no like you know like me you know but now I'm like you know definitely like I will say thank you and thank you for listening and when they share their experiences um it I'd say it's valid I'm I'm like it's I'm connected to the songs and the songs like have so many lives to them and their meanings change every time even if I wrote the song from a very personal and deep place like it can mean something different to me, you know? And I think a lot of my songs, actually there's a lot of reconciliation and hope and like a transformative time where it's not just all bleak and sad. There's a moment of clarity. There's a moment of like processing and overcoming. So there's enough for me to understand. I I, I feel really like honored and grateful when someone connects to a song, like part- particularly actually, I think some of my newer songs from the second record maybe just because I'm so, uh, it's, you know, where I'm at right now and I'm very heavily writing this record and really excited for it. At the live shows, I'll play a few of the new songs and it, it makes me very happy when people are connecting to those songs and hearing that because presently that's more of where I'm resonating. Um, that's nice, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And But um, I'm able now, I just say thank you. You know, you just say, like, it's just- It's hard that's how though. I feel. It it's isn't hard. it though, it's hard. You're like, fuck, uh, yeah, thank- I know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm like ripping. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> ripping myself. I'm just like, ah, thank you. Oh, it's so vulnerable. Yeah. It's my flesh. My flesh. Yeah, my flesh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. really got to just, just shorten, shorten the stuff when you're in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, that was such a great set. And I'm like tearing skin off. Of you're like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm happy that. Happy to give you some joy. It's just, it's just painful. It's just painful. Yeah, it is painful. But you know, you got. I'd say like no one wants to hear. I've been on the other side where you compliment someone set, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know. Like they we fucked up this one thing." You know, it's like nobody wants to be on that other side. And once I really learned that, I was like, "Oh yeah." Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm like, because where really, do you, you know? where do you go from there as on the other side of that like right yeah they're like okay and then they like retract their compliment you know they're actually, like maybe you, you go yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually did notice that and I wasn't gonna bring it up but now that we're just speaking openly yeah that really sucked when you went like that oh man that looks yeah. so just crazy 
yeah, that's you really yeah. turned off. Um, I just was actually here just to give you some support. I thought you were going to quit after that. Uh, yeah. Truthfully, I thought I'd come up and say something to, to stop yeah, you. Yeah, I'm but... just blowing smoke right now. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I used to think that when it would just be my friends seeing me live, I'm like, oh, they're just being nice. Like, da, 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 you know. And then when I started touring and realizing that complete strangers were connecting to my music, I was like, oh, huh. Okay. You know, like, this isn't just my friends. Just, saying that it sounded good that's special that's awesome um the new album as previously mentioned no roof no floor in in the (laughs) Uh, w-y-a that's the as as abbreviated right yeah yeah that's in brackets w-y-a yeah yeah um uh yeah it were a month and five or six days it's crazy because I recorded this record two years ago and it's felt like two years slow whoa wow okay quick turnaround quick very quick yeah yeah you know like the record plant and all that everything has been in order since yeah yeah sure Um, yeah I have heard about that uh yeah and so that's why I put the EP out is because my record got pushed back and I was like okay like I now put together an EP and so some of those recordings were more recent than this album you know so this, oh, then this wow. al- yeah so this album I recorded two years ago um yep September October of 2020 so uh yeah I it felt like forever and now that it's like a month out I'm like oh my god oh my god. I'm just like every day just like how is time going by so fast like it cannot slow down right now. That's I'm awesome. like looking at my calendar right now, just like you go, okay, I have this really important interview with the Vineyard podcast. Yeah. I'm so it's excited on, for it. Yeah. It's on um oh, it's only on one of my calendars. I'm sorry. What's yeah, on my other I'm to-do not. list? I have it on my to-do list and then I have it on my daily calendar. So it's a chore. Okay, it's not something to look forward yeah, to. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, understand. So I understand I under I understand where I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah it's a chore yeah no on the whiteboard it's um it it has you know stars and smiley face and and, a fuck and like some bracket yeah Yeah, yeah, no i understand i get it um yeah no it is it it is a chore for people to come on but i appreciate everybody that does and thanks scout appreciate it i'm stoked to be on here no i'm stoked to have you on um (laughs) no i am no this is this has been really fun but back to the new the, the albums Record. okay we got yes. we got we got stuff to talk about here okay yes so this was recorded before the the uh the ep with the covers on it and the one original correct yes yes well besides one to ten was recorded um february of wait february of 2020 right before the pandemic one to 10, the bass, like the like main stems. And then I did overdubs this last winter on them and changed my vocals. I redid the vocals. And then the other covers, Come On, Let's Go, also was recorded in September of 2020. And then the rest of the covers, I just recorded in my bedroom that month so it was but like it's government funded yeah mm-hmm. government funded um government uh, funded covers yeah. and yeah so it's so the record i did 
that session in September, October of 2020. And that was in Stanfordville, New York at the Chicken Shack. And it was such a great experience. It was so amazing. And I loved working with Nick Kinsey, the producer. He played with Kevin Morby for years. And like, I just like had seen that studio floating around and like really resonated with it because I grew up in the country and um you know it's like we recorded live in the barn and when I did my vocals I was like maybe on some mushrooms uh in the pitch dark with the barn doors open just fucking like, road dog in it classic road dog. road dog oh my gosh there's like and there's crickets in the record and that's one of my favorite things about the record it's because bringing back to Amy Winehouse Frank one of my favorite things about that record is is the crickets and in, in some of her tracks and it just so happened that it was bleeding into the vocal mics, but it's something I really wanted to keep because I was like, no, this is like a part of like this record. And that's awesome. Yeah. That is, that's really cool. And you, you said it was with the doors open. I mean, like obviously yeah, the, the barn doors were open so I could see like the moon and the stars. And it was really like, and I took, I turned off every time I do vocals, I want it to be pitch black. I don't want anyone to see me. I don't want like, I don't want to see anyone. I just want to be like, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> uh was this was this in like later on into the night or earlier on into the night most of the vocal takes uh i feel like were memorable the most memorable tracks were at night um i don't know i feel like the moon is a big part of like just i don't know i just like the moon that's all okay i just like the moon and it's a. Uh, I feel really connected to it so uh I was I feel like the most memorable ones like I know we did some of the tracking for the vocals in the daytime and you said this I, I gotta overdub this the, yeah I said this, this doesn't work for me I need no light yeah <laughs> no too bright very easy to work with it's classic road dog yeah do you think that you would have still done the the covers ep uh if this the the no roof no floor had came out earlier when it was supposed to probably not oh well i'm I mean, i'm kind of glad that it didn't come out then because we got we we, we got this this little taste i know i really range. really i really like i really love the ep i mean it, it it's cool because it was just like they were like okay do you have any additional assets and like, I'm always recording, I'm always, you know, doing stuff. And I was like, well, like, yeah, I got some things, you know, uh, but, but I don't know if I wouldn't have been asked, like, I would have just maybe someday, but you know, but like, it definitely wasn't, a, I, but it was really nice because it was like an ease into the record. You know what I mean? Like, this is all so new to me. Like I had like seven youtube subscribers <laughs> you know like starting out and like now it's like 56 you know i'm kidding i don't know how i think it's more than that but like you know it's just cool it does feel good know? when you when you when you see it when you're like oh hey whoa somebody's paying attention hey look alive here. i know yeah. yeah i tried to like find a balance through like the spotify thing you know like i mean i'm so blown away by how many plays that i've had like i've never you know in shadow year i was stoked when we hit 1000 plays you know like so having like almost 13000 on 1 to 10 like i'm like 
what that is so cool like 13th and you can see like what countries people are listening to it and i'm like for road dog that's huge it's very it's like i mean the, <laughs> some roads don't even lead there like i had to fly to get to that road i get right. what you're saying yeah it's just it's just so so out of context but it's 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 welcome right yeah yeah it's raw exactly it's it's, it's, it's raw it's raw it's raw <laughs> um, so I'm in no roof, no floor is a very raw record. I'm like very excited. It's like I, yeah, I'm just excited for it to be out in the world. And like I have so much going on up until the end of the year and like potential for next year. So it's looking like this road dog's going to be on the road most of the time. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what to do. I, have spent a lot of my time in West Virginia. Um, since the pandemic, I have like my friend's best, my best friend's mom live out, lives out there and has property. So I'm like, yeah, should I sublet my room and just like go to West Virginia in between being a road dog or what? So, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. I have a November and a December tour and a potential January tour. And I got to record the second record, hopefully in February. And then tour March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. No. <laughs> wherever you are, she's coming. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's going with the dogs. Yeah. She's going with the dogs. <laughs> you better be ready. Where are you? I'm I'm in uh, Orange County, California. So you're going to be coming to the I'll lot, be here right? In December. Yeah, I'll be here in December. I'll be there in December. I will also be here at the lot that's where okay that, that, that's where i'll be so and i know you're gonna stop by of course yeah if you look at road dog booking the um you know the location number or whatever it goes it takes you to the lot so if anyone's confused of like where can i go to this highly acclaimed you know this this venue that scouts talk so highly of just look up road dog booking on google and it will take you to the lot secrets out okay yeah. okay yeah. way to blow the spot um okay <laughs> uh does this album does it, does it feel done or does it feel like it's not it won't be done until it's out until like it's it's released Gosh. um i i yeah i guess we'll just see how it goes i mean i it's weird because like the songs never feel done for me like like i said like you know performing that's why i love performing so much is because these songs have evolved to mean so many so much more to me over time and um you know I sing them differently my voice changed a lot um and I I, I think like yeah it'll definitely be a relief when it's out like just because my favorite tracks of the record aren't the singles I'm not a singles girl I mean I am I have a ton of 45s but not like you know I like the deep cuts and um, so my favorite B-sides, songs are deep cuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the B sides. Um, so I'm really excited for some of those tracks to be out in the world. And uh, yeah, and then I'm excited for just playing shows. <laughs> Where did the title come from? Um, the third track on the record is called "No Roof, No Floor," and when we were when I was really funded by the government and, and, and thriving, 
Um, I liked to purchase psychedelics and go to the beach. Um, my, my choice was mushrooms. And um, I had classic. a very classic. Yeah, I had a very um, uh, things government. Um, I had a very deep <laughs> whole thing happen. Um, it felt like a rebirth uh, when I was floating in the ocean, skinny dipping with my roommates. And was this at nighttime as well, or was this daytime activity? This was daytime. This was sunset. So this is not singing um, hours. This is almost singing hours, but not almost quite. And I, I sang that night and wrote this song. And really, um, yeah. Oh wow. I, I, so I had this thought. I was like, I just thought, no roof, no floor to tell the water from the air. And then I was thinking about how in the water, if you fight the tide, then you get destroyed. But if you just like go along with it and zone out, like it'll just like you'll coast. And I was like, damn, I want to live my life like this. I want to love like this. I want to love with no fear. I want to like live with no fear. I, I want to embody this feeling of when I float in the ocean and I just it's so scary in the ocean but if you really truly relax it's beyond anything it's so cool and I and, and yeah it's like um it's 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 one of my favorite songs from the record and no roof no floor was in the lyrics and I I shared with my roommates and my roommate Matt Allen said no roof no floor that should be the title of the record and I was like <laughs> like I just like was like yes that's it and I was already kind of playing with the imagery of like the ghost and showing transition um for the record cover and so I was like actually no roof no floor is so fitting because it's about being in a transitional time and um you know there's a lot of like there there are grievances in the record but like I said, a lot of my writing has that like moment of reconciliation and hope and overcoming it. So I, I like that no roof, no floor. And that's about like being in transitional time and finding yourself through it. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and that's October what 28th, right? 28th, right before October. Halloween um if spooky you're in new season. york spooky season if you're in new york my brother's coming up from kansas city to perform magic um he's a magician mm -hmm. and uh he's doing that um in the new york and also for my homecoming show in kansas city in in those 17th. that's november 17th and october 8th uh, october 28th is the album release for new york right yes at union pool Union pool and people can and get it's halfway tickets. sold out. It's halfway sold out. I know. So people can get tickets online. It'll, uh, it, that, 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 that'll be linked in the in the description of this video. If if you are a New York City resident, you can go ahead and go buy those. And the Kansas City one will be as well. If that oh. is that's uh, announced. That's announced and all of that. Yeah. Missouri. Missouri. You're, yeah. If, if if you're a lot local like myself you'll you'll be attending that one more than the more than the city folk one but that's yeah, you're just... gonna you're gonna be there at the kansas city missouri show november 17th spotify i already billed them for your ticket you're actually hosting the event oh hey mc yeah. hey that um no i could yeah I'm, I'm more of a kj karaoke jockey but you know oh all right, this, right. this is 
That's as a technical term. I don't know if you're in the business of karaoke. It, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I dabbled. I, you know. This is a little bit inside baseball for you. <laughs> you're welcome. Anyways, um, no. Uh, Scout, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, totally. sitting, sitting, sitting and chatting with you. And uh, again, that's October 28th that the new record is out. No roof, no floor. It's going to be fantastic. Thank I'm looking, you. I'm looking forward to it. Are you? I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to get on the road. I'm stoked to release the record. I'm I, I, I believe the road stuff. Nah, yeah. I, one out of those three things. It was That was one truth, two lies right there. But anyways, um <laughs> Scout, listen. Um, I do. I we gotta do some 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 other promo though before we cut you loose. Okay. So, you can stream Scout's other music. The the first kind of uh, EP. It's technically an EP, right? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I was I was looking for like verbal validation, but that's okay. No, just just shake that. That's right. Um, that it that's streaming everywhere though. That Spotify everywhere. Bandcamp. 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 Bandcamp Friday is October 1st. Shout that out. October 1st. And that's... I do get money from that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Bandcamp Fridays. Definitely go. And that'll and that'll be if you are happening to listen to it on that Friday, it'll be linked below as well. So you can just go ahead and go click that. And I mean, the government is helping out, but not as much as we want it to. So, you know, you could also help out as well. Nobody's stopping you for doing that. But um all, all your music is streaming everywhere, whatever you listen to. And um, hopefully you, you buy some single singular tracks on the band camp. And as well as when this no roof, no floor comes out, you could also buy those, which would be awesome. Yeah. You can buy a physical record at a show. Just think just wherever uh, people are going, I can. Uh... <laughs> you, 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 you could, but you could also just use band camp. Cause that's what, that's what she wanted in the beginning. Not just don't buy the physical release, just buy. Just buy those tracks. No, definitely do that. And and it's out um through capture tracks. We got we got to mention that capture tracks, putting it Shout out. out to capture tracks. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, there's there, there's some new music videos um um out on the YouTube, which is I highly recommend watching those as well. It's a good accompaniment to this this um. And there's it, are you releasing one more single before it comes out? One more um tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that, that that'll already be out, um, and that because this this will be out on Friday, so that'll already be out. So go ahead and go check that out. Actually, that'll also be linked. Scout will be sending me all these links for all these things as soon as we're done here. So all that good stuff will be in the be in the description of this video. And um, the latest single right now though is "Slow Dancing," mm-hmm. which is also going to be accompanying the other one. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to, even though this will be out later. I don't want to spoil it for myself huge right, fan right you know right huge yeah. fan and um all that good stuff is on youtube and go and go check it out and let's go get her some more uh, subscribers right <laughs> yeah all right like subscribe comment you know i'm i'm know. i'm engaged with my fans you know i'll like your comment okay <laughs> okay sure uh uh <laughs> um where's where's the best place that people can stay up to date with you was it on instagram is it the best place yeah i'd say you know i make zines though too um and that i try to keep those current and i'm gonna work those more um my you know i'm gonna work those in to the album rollout and like my tours and stuff so um through instagram for like current shows and stuff like that through um 
the journey and like the process of me writing my songs, there will be zines and physical zines to order on Bandcamp or pick up at a show. This fucking Bandcamp. Um. Okay. Yeah. We get it. Okay. Bandcamp. Okay. Bandcamp. <laughs> Bandcamp, go def- definitely go check out the the link. There's there's a there's some good stuff and some merch. There's merch there too, so def- definitely go definitely yeah. go buy some merch as Tapes well. Tapes that I made, CDs I made, shirts I screen printed, you know. I thought there's something else. That's why I went like that. I thought that you're gonna zines. There we go. Oh, much better. Yeah, Road Dog, and that's on that's on Instagram at just Road Dog Touring. Booking, yeah, booking Road, Do- Road Dog booking Road Dog booking dot com on Instagram. <laughs> yeah www yeah. wow I, I can't believe you got that name it's crazy um yeah. <laughs> scout thank you so much for for, for sitting you. down and, and, and chatting the album is out october 28th through captured Ooh. tracks thank you jacob thanks for having me on got it um thank you so much i'm gonna stop recording this i'm gonna talk to you in a minute october 28th through captured tracks check it out right yeah <laughs>